0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the JRE Review for this week. Uh, This week we've got Podcast 1185 with Kelly Slater. Really good podcast, super interesting. Uh, Any of these surfer guys that Joe Rogan has on that he's friends with are are always super fascinating because it's such a unique lifestyle to lead. And before we get into that, uh, and before we delve in, uh, to the review, I just want to talk about how um, this podcast podcast came about, uh, and really, it was just like I've always wanted to do a podcast, and I was greatly inspired by uh, Joe Rogan's podcast, obviously, like a lot of people are. And what I'm trying to do here, is, with no affiliation to Joe Rogan's show, is just give a good review each week of. All the podcasts that I really enjoyed, along with guests that are mostly big fans of Joe Rogan, and it gives them a voice to just expand on any part of the podcast, to talk about bits that they like, fun things, questions that came up, uh, things like that. So I'm going to keep bringing these forward, and I really appreciate you guys for downloading and sticking with it, Um, uh, and yeah. And in time, I'm going to have uh, different types of guests on and really just uh, kind of giving homage to uh, the show that is Rogan's show. And there we go. Without further ado, let's get into uh, Kelly Slater. So he's a pro surfer, a big wave surfer. Uh, Big wave surfing is insane. Uh, I've been watching some videos since this podcast just because it like I didn't really know much about it. But then when I heard about the injuries that he was picking up, I'm like, how are these people hurting themselves? It's just water. Like, how dumb and naive is that? But I just never really thought about it. I knew like a big wave probably like smashed you into the water. But when he started to talk about what it's like, he had this really bad um, foot injury. So he broke his foot. It like uh, shattered all the bones in his feet in multiple places, like just like to splinters. And when he explained how he did it to Joe, it just was the most brutal thing. They were able to pull up a, an X ray of it, and it really makes you think how incredibly dangerous that sport is on so many levels. Back then, he was in South Africa practicing, and uh, yeah, he was stuck there for a while because he couldn't fly because his foot was so swollen. And, um, and it was right before a big tournament too, so it was really difficult for him. While he got all that, um, you know, they had to wait for the swelling to go down before he could fly back to America and have everything worked on. Um, just absolutely brutal. And he talks about how a friend of his made uh, these like life vests that you can uh, wear. The, that fill up with gas so when you're in a wave a huge wave and it collapses on you if you go too far down you can just burst these little air sacs that fill up and you go to the surface it keeps you alive uh kelly slater is also a bit of a uh a ufc fan brought up some ufc stuff why not right if you sat across from joe rogan uh, one thing that they get onto is uh, uh kick perfect kicks perfect technique for kicks. And there's some videos you guys should check out if you can on YouTube there or Nesto's perfect kick videos. I can't remember the, the, his whole name. Uh, but if you just type in Ernesto perfect kick video kind of gives you a breakdown of like, you know, this pretty awesome combo, um, where you're, you kind of s- hooking the ribs, you know, like a big kidney shot and then you're kicking the thigh on the other side. And uh, Joe was just talking about how impressive that, that, that guy's videos are. And, and how much of a badass he is. I mean, he is a brutal kicker. Then they get on to uh, Hicks and Gracie. Um, all, all his years with yoga, how he was really like the first guy to bring yoga into the mainstream for martial artists and especially jiu-jitsu guys. They would do, uh, he would do like fire breathing. And he was also huge into ice baths. He would sit in very cold. So, so Hickson was really ahead of his time. And, and But also, I mean, he was one of the baddest motherfuckers ever. So no doubt he was able to kind of put these things together and, and figure out kind of uh, the best processes for getting really good at what he does. Um, they also talked about how a lot of jiu-jitsu guys surf. I mean, especially the guys down in Rio, I guess it's uh, like a Brazilian thing, pretty much. I mean, there are a lot of guys, uh, you know, a lot of good waves down there, and a lot of uh, jujitsu guys. So maybe it's just more chance than anything. But it might also be, just be the length of discipline that goes with it. They're both incredibly hard things to learn. They're both dangerous. They're both super physical, and uh, you know, not to get too woo woo, but there's a bit of a physical. Uh, I mean, a spiritual aspect to both of them. Uh, as well. They talk a little bit about the CM Punk mess, when CM Punk, who's a WWE, went into uh, the UFC and fought. Joe talked about how much of a mess that was. Um, And then also uh, kind of made reference to Logan Paul, who I guess has asked to fight or wants to. And Dana White has just said no, he gets ass kicked. But Joe pointed out that, Logan Paul looks like he can fight from some videos he's seen online. At least he looks like he can throw some punches, which is more than he could say for CM Punk. So why not give him a chance? Um, Talking about real uh, UFC fighters that are actually legit, Tony Ferguson came up after his incredible performance recently against Pettis. You know, he's the talk of the town. He's probably the next fight for Habib. And they were just saying how he has super endurance. Like, he just never, ever gets tired. He can just lap anybody, work out for, like, six hours plus. The dude's a machine. I mean, no doubt. He's absolutely phenomenal. And, yeah, I can't wait to see what he can do against Habib. Uh, Joe was also saying that he was mad at him for calling him out for being a weirdo. Um, But, you know, how can you get mad at Joe for that? He was just saying if he set up, like, Wing Chun dummies at your training facility you're a little extreme that i think is reasonable um talking about other feats of of like athletic impressive behavior uh they said that brock lesnar can walk on his hands for a mile that sounds insane and incredible the dude is late 30s uh weighs 280 probably, 300 pounds, and can walk on his hands for a mile. I have to see that. I'm sure there's some video online. I'm going to pull them up. I'm going to check it out. You guys should too. That sounds wild, but Brock Lesnar is a bad, bad dude. Um, going back to to Kelly and, and Kelly then he obviously gets into some of, you know, what made him so competitive. And uh, in their conversation, they talk a bit about how Kelly was super competitive with his brother. And they used to gamble on everything, make fake bets that were like in the millions of dollars. And it was really just no matter what they did, they were constantly competing against each other. And I, I really do think that that training is tough as it is for kids. I mean, it really does prepare you for like high level competition. And it's very difficult to get that mindset because you have to lose a lot to be good enough to be a world champion you know, in a weird way. And what else prepares you for that than just the ultimate competitive mind. So it was cool to hear that from someone is uh, uh, as successful as Kelly. It talks a lot about big waves uh, and how they will smash you. Um, Don't take the wave on your head, right? This this sounded silly to me because I'm like, it's just water. But when they talk about how many tons of it... are like crashing down on you... and how it throws you... if you're in... fairly shallow water... the wave will push you... and throw you into the base... and if there's rocks down there... I mean you're gonna get... you can get killed on those things... so... incredibly dangerous stuff... um... then they talk about... some of the wild... um... shit that goes on in the world... like... how crocodile... uh... I mean uh... Africa has a lot of crocodile attacks... um... This was wild because they both knew a couple of stories about people being pulled off kayaks and, and eaten in Africa. And it, that's so wild, really, to hear it. Like, you, you kind of know that alligators will eat you in places, crocodiles, whatever. But you don't really think about if somebody set up like a canoe excursion in Africa and, you know, it's some of your friends and there's a guide that you would go there and there would actually be the potential for like being eaten by crocodiles. Then they talk about, uh, Kelly heard some stories about some fishermen that have been fishing forever and they saw a shark, like the largest shark could be up to 30 feet long. And they're saying it's like half the boat, half the size of this like 60 foot boat that they were on. Um, I'm pretty sure they looked up the world record for Sharks, uh, somewhere around twenty feet, but still, that's fucking huge, absolutely massive, really is. Uh, They get on to other like sea creatures. They talk about John Lilly. John Lilly is a guy that uh, Joe Rogan has heard about for a long time because he invented the float tanks, the like, the the float lab and the float tanks and those those tanks that Joe is always talking about. Well, John Lilly sounded like an interesting guy, too. Obviously a bit out there, obviously a bit crazy, but he also studied interspecies species communication, um, mostly with dolphins, and he believed that the thought was that dolphins would one day have a seat at the United Nations. They would be seen as water people, and they'd have rights like us. And what he was, John Lilly was trying to do is figure out what they're saying, what they're doing, <clears throat> um, try and break their language down. It wasn't very successful. It's very fucking hard to understand what dolphins are saying, obviously. Um, and he took some some liberties, and I guess he did acid with the dolphins. He did a lot of acid himself. So John Lilly was a whack of a dude. But it kind of brings you back around to uh, dolphins and and Kelly Slater's like overall love for the ocean, and and uh, it's a really good podcast it's uplifting um it's it's uh, just quite inspiring to hear what he's gone through to succeed and win and also his love for his craft so check it out thank you so much for listening love you guys as always peace